We gotta clap, synchronize, clap again. <laughs> synchronize, clap again. <laughs> I'd rather be a, rather be a, rather be a B-I-T-C-H. Cause, Cause that's, that's what you gonna call me when, when I'm tripping anyway. anyway. <laughs> you know you can't control me, baby. You Get need a real one in your life. life. Ain't gonna give it to, to you, right? right? All right, you are now sitting sideline with Jazz and Mish. We're just two girls who love to talk sports and love to talk culture. culture. And we have opinions on both of them. This week, we'll talk about the NBA trade deadlines, a possible reform, and a new brand partnership. Mm-hmm. This week's USC men's basketball road blues. The new addition to the NFL Combine and the NFL's first full-time black female coach. Let's get it. Let's get it. So what's the scoop going on at USC and USC Athletics? Well, the men's basketball team is in season. And they just came off of a three-game losing streak because they just won on Thursday versus Washington, 56-62. But they had the road blues. Yeah, the road games were looking real rough. They were on a they were on a three game losing streak, two of which were on the road against Arizona and Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Both really close games. Very close. Um, Arizona they took the L eighty five to eighty, and then against Arizona State it was sixty six to sixty four. That game was wild. Absolutely, I'm not gonna say it's anybody's fault oh no however i have noticed you know a couple patterns elijah weaver um he is he used to start but now he's turned six man and since he turned six man it's been a really big like i feel like shift in in the way that the guys play i feel like he brings a lot of energy off the bench and i honestly like him better in the six man spot than his starting spot but you know, I have noticed hmm. that when Elijah Weaver comes off the bench, if he doesn't contribute in close games, chances are we're going to lose. Um, against TCU, we won 80-78. to Elijah Weaver came off the bench, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Similar situation against our first time playing Washington State. We won 65 to 56, and he had eight points, four rebounds, and one assist. Now, when we when it comes to our losing games, mm-hmm. they're always pretty tight. We lost to Arizona State, 66 to 64. He had nine minutes and zero points. Wow. Arizona, 85 to 80, 22 minutes, zero points. Wow. Oregon, 79 to 70 loss, 11 minutes, four points. So I feel like, and you know, I don't want to put the pressure on him at all. Like it's obviously not 100% his fault, Mm -hmm. but I just think he has to contribute at a, on a consistent basis. Like the guys really feed off of his energy when he comes off the bench and just starts getting things, you know, moving. Yeah, I feel that. And their most recent loss couple last week last week versus Arizona State they started off really hot and I feel like SC hasn't been doing that all season they've been like a second half comeback team absolutely and that's why the games be so close even if we win or lose because it was close the whole time but at ASU they were like blowing not blowing them out but they they gained a they had a 13 point lead at one point and then in the second half they picked up 16 turnovers and ended up with 24 in the whole game and lost the game. They just handed the game away. 
Wow. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, but they versus Washington, they did very well. And they only had eight people playing eight players to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I definitely feel that I I think something my dad always told me was like close games are always like a, a loss is the coach's fault and a win is the player's fault, which is weird. Because, like, if you lose a close game, it comes down to coaching, like, oh, she, he should have did something better. But if you win a close game, it comes down to, like, the clutchness of the players oh, who are playing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, you know? yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, come through, Dad. You feel me? All right. Speaking about uh, coming through in the clutch, Devin Booker. Yes! <laughs> Devin Booker! Um, Devin Booker, we just talked last week about how mm-hmm. he was snubbed in the All-Star selection, but look at God look. coming through. Okay. Damian Lillard was injured, and so now... Devin Booker is replacing him. Devin Booker took his spot. Love that. On and LeBron's team, and he's replacing him on the three-point contest. Yeah, I'm so excited, and I'm like, wow, Devin Booker finally vindicated. Gets what he deserves. Yay. <laughs> I'm but excited. sorry to Dame Lillard. Like, wouldn't wish yeah, that on no, anyone. No, no, no. But if the opportunity presents itself, then I'm call me it. an all star. <laughs> all star me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the NBA, the trade deadline was last week on February 6th. A few big trades happened. The Cavs, they got, they just got Andre Drummond, who previously has been on the Pistons for his entire eight year career. He is being traded for Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a 2023 second-round draft pick. Um, he is leading in the NBA in rebounding with 15 per eight, 15.8 rebounds per game. Okay, big man. And he's the number two rebounder in NBA history, which is wow. crazy. That is. Yeah, he's going to go to the Cavs, so now he's going to – Assuming he's going to be in the starting lineup along with Larry Nance Jr., Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, and Sadi Osman. What about our our SC guy? Who? KP. KP. <laughs> KP. Yeah, he's joining KP on the Cavs. Shout out to that man. <laughs> he was actually here yep, uh, on game. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, at the game. Washington. Um, or versus Washington. I feel like this is a really solid lineup. I think... Drummond, Love, and Nash Jr. are going to be, like, a very strong force in the paint, and they're definitely going to intimidate some offensive players. And Sexton is obviously has consistently been showing, like, he's a solid NBA point guard. So I think this is a good thing. Cavs, are are they giving playoff contenders with this trade? No. Yeah, it is a reach. No. But I can see maybe, you know, a couple more wins. And then they might be in the conversation, but still, yeah. no. <laughs> but still, no. no. Another big trade that happened was Marcus Morris is headed to the Clippers. They're hoping for a deep playoff run. So they got Morris and Isaiah Thomas, even though they're trading him elsewhere. They're yes. not going to keep him. But the Wizards will get Jerome Robinson, and the Knicks are going to get Mo Harkless and a 2020 first-round pick from the Clippers. So interesting to see who the Clippers are going to get for Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a good move, and I think the Clippers are already, you know, in playoff conversations. Mm-hmm. So this is just going to further their, you know, chances of 
really making an impact in the playoffs this year. Yeah, and the Clippers are third right now in the West. Mm-hmm. So it's a race. It's a race. Show is. Next mm-hmm. big trade. The Minnesota Timberwolves are getting D'Angelo Russell. Isn't this his fourth team? This is his fourth team. And he's young. Very young. He's giving pass around. Boop. <laughs> but he's seen a lot. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like he's consistently improved. Like, when he first entered the league, there was talks about his play being, you know, not not consistent enough. Mm-hmm. He made, you know, a couple of little rookie mistakes. You know, the taping, the whole Iggy Azalea thing. <gasps> oh, yes. my gosh. You're right. Yeah. So, and I also think that has part of part of to do with why he's moved around so much. Yeah. I don't know if he's really... I don't want to say he's bad for team culture, team morale, but that was his his reputation that was when he first yeah, yeah that when he first got that. in the league. But Timberwolves are sending Andrew Wiggins to the Warriors for D'Angelo Russell, and the Timberwolves are sending a 2021 protected first round draft pick and 2021 second round draft pick to Golden State, along with um andrew wiggins and the warriors are sending jacob evans and omari spellman to minnesota with d'angelo russell i think this is like a really good trade especially considering how again we talked about last week carl anthony towns Mm -hmm. him being an all-star and him not really having the team that he needs to succeed really so i think d'angelo russell joining this this team i think it's going to be a good look now will they be playoff contenders it might I be too late. In absolutely doubt it. But absolutely doubt it. I definitely think they can get a couple more pieces and make this team into something next year. Yeah, next year. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's Now on to the biggest I think the most talked about trades for the past couple of weeks. The Heat are trading Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, and James Johnson to the Memphis Grizzlies for Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill. If we recall, we talked about John Morant's fake little Twitter beef with Andre and Steph Curry. Not really a big surprise, but it looks like, you know, he got, he ended up getting what he wanted in, in, the, in the long run, so... Good for him, I guess. Okay, before we switch, what about the Lakers? Like, everybody wanted the Lakers to do something with Kyle, or not Kyle, but somebody off the bench, but nothing happened. I could have told you Kyle Kuzma was not going anywhere. Okay, but they could have did something, and nothing happened with the Lakers. They definitely could have did something. I would love to see them have another player i was honestly secretly baby hoping that they would get andre iguodala because you're right you're he right he would be a a really good addition mm-hmm. but he's definitely not worth kyle kuzma though all right let's move on to a possible nba reform yes the nba is thinking about making a couple of changes specifically to their well mostly to their playoff um like policies procedures mm-hmm. So, some of the changes include reseeding the playoffs. So, essentially, the NBA would rank the four conference finalists one to four based on their regular season record. 
So that will make like a final, quote unquote, final four matchup based on performance rather than, you know, your conference mm. seating designation. I like that. Yeah, I like that, too, because I feel like the the West Conference is always, always, always like just way better than the East mm-hmm. Conference. So I think this reseeding is going to like really increase the chances that the two best teams are going to be in the finals. Like it's not going to be based on seeding, really. Right. So I think that, that will make the playoffs more competitive. I mean, they are typically competitive in in the first place, but I think this would just make for a better a better game and more of what the fans actually want to see. Mm-hmm. The next change it well that they're thinking about um, implementing is a mid season tournament with all thirty teams in the little Thanksgiving Christmas break area. So basically, what? Yeah, basically they would be having a a tournament in the middle of the season with everyone. This is really a lot, I think. That and like, like no one's thinking of a tournament in pro, like right. professional league. And like, what would be the point? Like, people were saying that their ratings were down, have been down this past season, so that's why they're trying to make this tournament to increase viewership and like increase hype around the league. But me personally, I don't think that's going to really do much. Mm-hmm. Only because, you know, we already have a, a a tournament, I guess, type of game with the All-Star game in the middle of the season. You're right. So we don't need You're another right. one, and I feel like people don't really People are hype about the All-Star game, but it's not like, oh, my God, the All-Star game, like, I got to tune in, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like this tournament is just going to be another thing that's, like, it's nice, a nice little extra something, but am I pressed? Am I going to be pressed to see it? No. And, like, the reason why viewership might be down is because the NFL is still in season. Right. It's the beginning of the NBA season. No one's really going to be watching every game when the season first starts. You're going to wait till around All-Star weekend and playoffs start. And I feel like, especially now, there are a lot of casual sports fans who some people might just follow sports on Twitter or, like, very true. not really literally sit down and watch every game, you know? Yeah. Or a lot of people just watch highlights. Like, they just exactly. like the sports and don't really take the time to sit and watch every single game. Yeah, and if there's not a big storyline around a game, like, there's no reason for me to watch a certain matchup. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm never going to watch the Nuggets versus the Magic on a Wednesday night. Like, Nuggets why versus do I care? Jazz. I'm not watching that either. Nuggets, period. <laughs> <laughs> why am I watching this? But, yeah, I think it's definitely giving unnecessary, but... Very unnecessary. What's whatever. If y'all want to waste money on that, that's on y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The next big change would be a playoff play-in. So at the end of the regular season, the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th seeds in each conference would be able to battle it out for the final two playoff spots, that 7th and 8th seed. So kind of like a wild card. Yeah, like pretty much a NFL. wild card. Yeah, so the 7th seed will play the 8th seed for the 7th seed spot. Then the ninth would play the 10th. And the winner of the game of those two one, games... Yeah, the winner of game one, and I mean the loser of game one and the winner of game two is going to have the eighth seed. Oh, 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 that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it would like encourage teams to more so keep playing hard in mm-hmm. the playoffs, even when they feel like they 
are on the cusp or maybe on the bubble, a lot of teams just say, all right, let's just lose so we can just get out of here. Go to vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it'll increase the competitiveness in the in the games before the playoffs so that people will really want to get their, their seed. And it'll give a little more, you know, chance, opportunity for the lower seeds to still take part in the action. Maybe yeah. get lucky. <laughs> you know, if... I could, like, wish one thing for this NBA reform. I would wish they get rid of conferences. No. Yes. No Because that way. Would make, it would just be, like, the top. Every, it would be like, a free-for-all. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, I want. Yeah, it would be, like, uh, March Madness. Okay, okay. But no, because even March Madness is still conference. Well, kind of. They they just sort of northeast what but but it never really be by like region. That's true. Okay, I could see it like mm-hmm. a little And have a shorter season because if we're not watching around Thanksgiving Christmas, why are you making them waste their legs Thanksgiving and Christmas? No, definitely not a shorter season. Okay. I definitely think the season is a good little They can start in December. No. Okay, well, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on to my favorite sport, the Ooh. NFL. They may be out of season, but we're still going to talk about them. The Redskins just hired the first full-time black female coach. Her name is Jennifer King. She previously worked with Ron Rivera um, on the Carolina Panthers on the offens- offensive side of the ball, and she'll be working with him again as he is now the head coach of the Washington Redskins. Hey. Whoop, whoop. So happy Black History Month. And <laughs> happy Black History Go Month. Um, fun fact, the Redskins were actually the first team to fully integrate in 1962. Okay, so happy Black History Month. Happy freaking Black History Month. Okay. okay? I think it's really good that this happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like the NFL has really kind of been trying to change their image, change their negative like connotation of these American mm, quote unquote right. American ideals. They mm-hmm. had the little J Lo in the Super Bowl, J Lo Shakira performance. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing this with um Jennifer King and we're gonna talk about the HBCU combine later. Yes. So I definitely think that they are trying to make progression. A, yeah. Progression. But my only thing is, I don't know if it's, like, genuine or if it's, like, oh, we've been getting all this negative press. Let's make some moves to kind of make us look better. Well, I think Jennifer King has everything to do with her experience and Ron Rivera's preference. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with the NFL office. Okay. I can see that. I can see um, that. Shakira J-Lo, that has everything to do with <laughs> Roger Goodell and Jay-Z. <laughs> Um, and the HBCU thing, yeah, I'm sure that's Roger Goodell's idea mixed with a whole bunch of others. But yeah, let's talk about the HBCU yeah, combine. Yeah, let's talk about it. So the NFL, they're going to have a separate combine for HBCUs mm-hmm. and RCI s- schools. So it's going to be on March 27th through the 29th at Miami Dolphins Baptist Health Training Facility, which just sounds black <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> Um, so I think this is going to be really a good thing Mm -hmm. because I think the number one reason why the top athletes don't go to HBCUs is because the lack of exposure. They feel like they're not going to get the same opportunity. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think this is definitely 
a good thing? Do you feel like this is going to make the top athletes, you know, consider HBCUs more? I would hope that this would make more black athletes go to HBCUs, but I don't know. Black athletes give PWI so much money. Alabama generated so much money in the 2016 through 17 school year. They generated $174 million. Whereas the HBCU that generated the most money from athletics was Prairie View A&M, and they brought in less than $18 million that year. Wow. So if this could start a spike, I would like it. (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely like to see it only because... I think that HBCUs, they always get kind of a bad reputation Mm -hmm. in comparison to PWIs as far as like money, resources, exposure, et cetera. That and especially when it comes to sports. Especially when it comes to sports. Like I feel like HBCU conferences are just a joke. The MIAC, a joke. Yeah, especially but like when when black athletes make up some black college football players make up 55 percent. Black college basketball players make up 56 percent. So that's more than half. Yeah. In each of those sports. And we're giving they're giving money to PWIs. Mm. Not not anything against PWIs. Yeah, I do go to USC I fight on. Definitely do go to a PWI. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just a matter of bringing HBCUs into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like now if I'm a top black athlete, okay, maybe I will consider going to Howard. Maybe mm-hmm. I will consider going to Prairie View. Yeah, maybe I will consider going to NCAT. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's gonna be a good a good thing for HBCUs, and I think it's gonna be a good thing for the top black athletes if there is a spike. Okay, but like, why can't we just get invited to the real one? Yeah, that's a crazy thing. I definitely think it's giving black combine definitely giving separate but equal. But the combine is already black. It sure is. <laughs> It sure is, okay? I just think... I mean, I just... I think it's a good... I I think for it to be a step in the... Like, for it to be the first step that they're Mm -hmm. taking, it's okay. Like, all right, I'll accept that. At least you are giving me a separate one. But I think in the coming near future, it should just all be one. Like, I I don't get it. Yeah, and I think this is a perfect year to start it, or maybe this year is the reason why they started it, because this year was the year of the black quarterback. We <laughs> have Lamar Jackson, league MVP, Kyler Murray, uh, rookie of the year, mm. Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Those are black quarterbacks. Yeah. So why not? Why not? I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Opportunity. Exactly. All right. Now let's move back to the NBA. The NBA announced a multi-year partnership with Hennessy as the league's new official spirit, which replaces Jack Daniels. And as we all know, well, maybe we don't know, but Hennessy is the unspoken drink of black folks. <laughs> so Hennessy is the blackest liquor <laughs> you can get. Honestly, in color and <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is probably the blackest thing the NBA has ever done. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Well, what? Just them recording Allen Iverson getting his hair braided on the sideline was black too. You're right. That was black. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was so black. I feel like the NBA is so closely tied with black culture mm-hmm. that this just makes sense. Like, yeah. Hip hop, everything, everything, everything is so associated Protest. with basketball. Yeah, it's so associated with basketball and the NBA sp- specifically. Like this just 
totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Somebody on Twitter said the league owes J.R. Smith a check. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. <laughs> yeah, um, this partnership kicks off during NBA All-Star Weekend in Chicago, where, where Hennessy will serve as the presenting partner of the pregame red carpet. Love to see it. I'm excited. Yeah, the senior vice president of Hennessy said in an interview, this collaborative journey will explore the realms of legacy, culture, and innovation, curating real and unexpected ways for fans to further engage and be a part of the energy that transcends the game on the court, in fandom, and in local communities, a.k.a. black people can have fun and watch the NBA, NBA and be drinking they Hennessy. Sipping they Hennessy. Okay, what Shannon Sharp say? Okay. Hand dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's it for week two. That is it for week two. Check us out next week. Follow us on Apple Podcasts at Sit, Sit Inside Line. Line. Instagram. Sit Inside Line. Um, YouTube. Sit Inside Line. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you can follow our personals. I'm Jazamari on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Mish for real on Instagram and Twitter. With the number four. Yes. All right. See y'all See next ya. week.